you could read in his letter that he wanted the church to know that out of all the spirits in Ephesus, nothing matched Jesus Christ. Amen. Whatever they got there, Jesus is ahead of that. Amen. Welcome to The Healing Touch with Bishop Ronald F. Kimball, presiding bishop of the Life Center Churches. You can find out more about Bishop Kimball and Life Center Church at www.thelifecenter.org. Now, here's Bishop Kimball with today's message. Well, good morning, everyone. God's blessings be upon you and your household, and may we forever walk in the wisdom and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to thank God for this great opportunity he's given us to share the Word of God. And to my dear friend and colleague, Overseer King, who just took the reins by himself last uh, Sunday. I wasn't here, but I understand and I saw that it was nothing lost Amen. and nothing Amen. missed, thank God. You know, I understand Jesus a bit more when he was working with his disciples. He was looking at the end of his time on earth as a human, if you will, when he would go back to his father, he would leave them. And he said, the Holy Spirit will come. And the Holy Spirit was going to teach them and be with them. The Holy Spirit would be another him. And I can understand Paul's second letter when he wrote to Timothy and he was telling him, you have to be strong. You have to preach and teach in season, out of season. After all the years of his ministry now, he knew his time was at hand to leave, but he wanted to make sure that Timothy carried the mantle of the Word of God. That is so very, very important. And I thank God for you, brother. I want the world to know. I want the devil to know. I want everybody to know how much I appreciate the man of God who actually carries the Word of God to the thank people you, of God. There is no high honor. I believe it was one guy who said, if God called you to minister, you wouldn't want to stoop so low as to become a king. Mm. There's nothing higher than carrying the Word of God. Amen. There's nothing higher. Amen. I want to thank God for the ones I see in the sanctuary this morning. I thank God for you. Of course, I was telling overseer that I feel so comfortable sitting up here with just a shirt and pants on, and uh, I don't want to make this a habit. I might like it. Amen. But thank you so much for taking the time to come and listen. This is so, so very important to hear the Word of God, not only to hear it, but to understand it. And by understanding it, we can carry out the Word that God has given us. Going through the book of Acts, it has been an amazing journey. I have friends of mine who are in ministry reading along with us as well. And uh, we get to the point now where Paul is getting ready to take a little turn in his ministry. He's getting ready after he leaves Ephesus here. There are some verses, uh, chapters before this, mm -hmm. but Paul is going to go back to Jerusalem and for the last time, and he's really, really trying to hurry and get there before Pentecost. Yes. It was during that time that he was arrested, and his work was no longer in the synagogue. It was now before the Roman authorities mm -hmm. and the uh, emperors, and eventually he wanted to go and stand before Caesar. And I thank God, first of all, for this journey Paul made to Ephesus because Ephesus was the principal religious center of the Roman Empire. Yes. 
you can get no more religious than in Ephesus. There was no greater demon forces known at that time except in Ephesus. So the book of Ephesus stood out like never before. And we should understand when Paul writes to the churches at Ephesus, more than one church there. Of course, the city had over, what, a half a million, quarter million people. So it's more than one church. So when you look at the letter to the Ephesians, you're not looking at a letter to one group of people or to one church. It was many people there. That was a big city, if you will. So when he writes this letter to them, the letter basically is telling them that the powers in Ephesus does not match the power of Christ. Now that's, that's, that's very powerful. But before we get to Ephesus, there's a couple of other things that transpired and Mm -hmm. we want to look at that for just a minute. And then I want to uh, deal with all of the forces and powers he dealt with at Ephesus and what the church would deal with today. Because in Ephesus, Paul writes about spirits and forces that he didn't mention in no other of his epistles. Mm -hmm. This is a very important letter. People do not understand the satanic forces that work against us. I want to bring something out very important about that. We don't understand Satan. Mm. That's how he gets the advantage of us. Yes, we don't understand him. And I think that's very, very important. Yes, and you know, Bishop, before we get into that, I wanted to share with our audience the significance of what Paul did mm-hmm. while he, not only while he was in Ephesus, but when he got ready to leave Ephesus mm-hmm. and he called the elders and he did his farewell speech to the, to the uh, elders, uh, so uh, to speak. In Acts chapter 20, verse 17, Luke makes it known that this is the only recorded speech that Paul makes to a total Christian audience. Uh, It's here to these elders, and it's somewhat a long speech, and for the sake of time, we won't focus on that, but there is three things that he really highlights in that message to them. What he tells them from verse 18 to 27, he says, he basically tells them he reviewed his work as a missionary. Mm-hmm. He shared with them his work as a missionary. Secondly, he prepared the leaders for the time when he would no longer be with them, which mm-hmm. is very important. And we'll get back to that in just a moment. And the third thing he did was that he pointed to his own example of faithful service as a pattern for them to imitate. And when I look at the church today and thank God for the men and women that have grabbed hold to this mantle and, but who are they following? You know, mm-hmm. but one thing that Paul tells the Ephesian elders, he tells them in verse 28, he says, be on guard, mm-hmm. be on guard for yourselves and for all the flock mm-hmm. among which the Holy Spirit has mm-hmm. made you overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased God with his own blood. He goes on to tell them, says, I know that after my departure, savage wolves will come in mm-hmm. among you not sparing the flock. And from among yourselves, your own selves, men will arise speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore, for this reason, be on the alert. He reemphasizes once again the importance to watch out, be on God. (laughs) Therefore, be on the alert, remembering that night and day for a period of three years, I did not cease to admonish each one with Mm -hmm. tears. But here's the best thing that he says in this letter. He says, and now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up 
and to give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified. He says, I'm entrusting you into the care of God and to the word of his grace. What word? The word that he has already spoken concerning them. Mm -hmm. Do you, as you know, that he says here, I commend you. He's not just talking about the Ephesian elders, but all of the believers, the church. you all, the church, you all, he's committing to God. Why? Because it's the word of God as it was then, the same as it will do today, it will construct, it will build us up. Yes. That's why it's so important for us to spend time in the gotta, word. Our it, strength, bro. our fortification as believers is found only in, in the, the word, word of God. God. That, is, that is excellent. That is so true. What an insight the apostle Paul had knowing that he would not come back to Ephesus, yes. but he understood what was going to happen if they didn't look out. That's right. That's he right. knew the hearts of the ones that were there before mm -hmm. him. He mm -hmm. said, even among yourselves. Mm -hmm. That's right. Said, All didn't have pure hearts. That's right. That's right. Shall men arise speaking perverse things to draw mm -hmm. men after them. Now that's, that's, um, that's amazing tool that Satan uses. Yes. Yes. Is, is something perverse mm -hmm. in order to do what? Bring God's people off track. So that part of Paul's journey was the third missionary journey, basically. Yes, right. Most of that third missionary journey, Paul spent in Ephesus, Acts chapter 19. I think he was mm -hmm. in Ephesus, what, 18 months? Three, years. three, three years. He was in Corinth, Corinth 18 months. Correct. Paul spent three years in Ephesus. And these last three cities that Paul visited, they were very large leading cities of the Roman Empire. I don't know if this is the way the Holy Spirit had it arranged, but mm -hmm. he was in Athens in chapter 17 and, and found that Athens was an intellectual center. Yes. You yeah. had three of the famous universities there, mm -hmm. and they drew the most intellectual and the most studious men of that day. Mm -hmm. They all came to Athens. Athens was a very important part, even in our history. Yes. Do you know that the birth of democracy is from Athens? Wow. It's, yeah. it's birthed right there. So instead of the Bible, you're not only studying about times past, but you're also looking at some of our foundation. Amen. That's where democracy originated, mm -hmm. right in Athens. It was some very bright scholarly men in Athens. You know, Areopagus, the Mars mm -hmm. Hills, yes, this is yes. where they were. So Athens was the intellectual place. Athens mm -hmm. was where your Ivy League schools were. Yes. Athens was where all the, all the bright scholarly men went, and they came from all over the Roman Empire. Mm -hmm. So Athens was a very important place, and then you have Corinth, that was the commercial center. You had two different ports there. Stuff came in and went out in all different directions from Corinth. And all these were important places that Paul visited so that God could place what I would call a foundation yes. of yes. his word there. Mm -hmm. Then you come to Ephesus. Yes. One of the most, what I would call, important places that the scripture could point to at this time. Ephesus was, it was a commercial place, but it was the religious capital mm -hmm. of the Roman Empire. Mm -hmm. Anything dealing with spirits, anything dealing with religion, it was in Ephesus. Ephesus. Mm -hmm. That's where it was. It had some political importance because you had three temples then in Ephesus that was built to worship the Roman emperor. Three temples. 
The temple of Diana was there. Everybody was represented. And here comes this man called the Apostle Paul talking about a dead man come to life named yeah. Jesus and it got him into some yes, trouble. Did. Jesus didn't match what was already there. That's right. And That's this right. is where you read in Ephesus the names and titles that you read nowhere else in mm -hmm. his epistles. Now, this is a very a good place to start with is right here, that these temples were dedicated to foreign deities. Yes. And Paul came and speaks about Jesus Christ. And you could read in his letter that he wanted the church to know that out of all the spirits in Ephesus, nothing matched mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. Amen. Whatever they got there, mm -hmm. Jesus is ahead of that. Amen. And I Amen. like the way he puts it. And it's very important for even the church to know because, first of all, satanic attack is not what we would consider something that you actually see and you know. And many times people don't know. People don't know they're under attack. That's right. How do you know when you're under attack of the enemy? Adam and Eve didn't know they were talking to Satan. That's right. Now, you have to be very careful with this. It's a very subtle thing. And the church has been, in a sense, duped today because we cannot come to grips with what the satanic work is doing. He isn't really bombarding himself into churches and wreaking havoc. He's not trying to draw attention yeah, to himself. That's right. Why didn't Adam and Eve know who they were talking to? And you know what Paul says about that in 2 Corinthians 11, 13? He says, Satan deceived Eve. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And God didn't say a word, man. God was right there. That's right. That's right. Satan deceived Eve. Mm -hmm. They didn't know it was the devil yes, trying to yeah. trick them. What difference does it make whether they knew or not? They already had God's word. Don't touch that tree. That's right. That's right. Now, that was their saving grace. When God gives you a word mm -hmm. and say, Kimball, don't go there, and I go there, mm -hmm. then what I've told God in a sense was, mm -hmm. uh, let me try and see if this other that's right. mind of mine works. Mm -hmm. It's what we do. If God says something, that's your saving grace. Amen. Don't Amen. debate it. Mm -hmm. Don't discuss it. Yes. Just let it yes. be. Let God be true and every, every man. man alive. Amen. When God Amen. tells me to love my enemy, that's my saving Glory. grace. Amen. He didn't Amen. tell me whether I wanted to or not. Mm -hmm. He didn't tell me whether they did this. The only safety I have against my enemy is God's word. Amen. That's Amen. all I have. That's right. And when he just went in, skirted around with the enemy, the Bible say he deceived Eve by his craftiness. Mm -hmm. You know what that is? False wisdom. This is why we try to tell you all, don't mm -hmm. listen to everybody who say they're a prophet. My God. You don't know the difference between true, true wisdom and false mm -hmm. wisdom mm -hmm. if you don't have the word of God. Mm -hmm. You don't mm -hmm. know. Adam and Eve knew what God said. Yes. Why didn't Job know what was happening to him? Mm -hmm. God didn't tell him. That's right. You know, right. all he had was God's word to him. That's God right. had blessed him and God had protected his family, gave him wealth. That's all he knew. He knew God. But when Satan came in, it's not supposed to happen to me. This is what throws a lot of people off. That's right. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast. If you'd like this message in its entirety, contact us by phone at 407-628-3229, extension 114, or visit our online store at www.thelifecenter.org.